Ready to learn, grow, and take your practice to the next level? Let's do this. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. What's going on, Adam Radio? Welcome to another episode here. Very excited to be with you as we kick off summertime, getting very, very excited. Hopefully, many of you have registered and are going to be attending the ADOM conference here next month. It's coming up very soon, so very, very excited. Today, we're going to talk about social media. Yep, all that good stuff, right? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what do you do? How do you leverage your patients? How do you communicate? Who's out there to help you? We're going to talk about that. Very, very excited to do that. Today's episode of ADOM Radio is sponsored by Vanessa Emerson's Dental Speaker Institute. Join the ranks of dental professionals who work or consult in the practice and also share their expertise by speaking across the nation. Become a dental speaker and platform professional. Dental Speakers Institute's curriculum teaches the skills and systems necessary to become a master speaker. DSI's curriculum also offers speakers the opportunity to earn a professional designation. Annual Jumpstart conferences bring roll-up-your-sleeves content that can generate immediate results in your business. Build and solidify relationships with colleagues, planners, and exhibitors. Find out what you need to know and what you need to do to enter and advance in the world of dental speaking. Visit www.dentalspeakerinstitute.com. That's dentalspeakerinstitute.com. All right. So, ADOM Radio and the Dental Speaker Institute is very excited to bring to you Rita Zamora from Rita Zamora Connections. And when I think about a social media resource in the industry that is in the trenches, working with dental practices, understands the office manager's perspective on how to manage and leverage social media, Rita is it. So very, very excited to have you hear my interview with her. So who is Rita Zamora? Well, She's a lot of things. She's the author of the new book, Get Found, Get Liked, Get Patients, Making the Most of Social Media, and the owner and founder of Rita Zamora Connections, a social media marketing agency. Her advice on managing your online reputation was published in the ADA's Practical Guide to Expert Business Strategies, and she served as a contributing faculty member on the topic of marketing for the 2015 ADA Center for Success Certificate Program. Rita Zamora Connections is an established dental consulting firm that specializes in social media marketing for dentists and specialists. Their agency provides highly customized solutions and encourages genuine personal interaction between their dentist and specialist clients and their patients. Since 2008, they've worked with hundreds of dental professionals through speaking engagements and their agency to train or assist them in authentic and valuable online interactions. Rita graduated magna cum laude from the University of Colorado with a bachelor's degree in business and marketing and has over 20 years of experience working in the business of dentistry. She can be reached at Rita at RitaZamora.com. All right, so we are going to tap into that 20 years of experience and have you learn some specific things that she has been doing in regards to social media and how she can help you as an office manager. So Adam Radio and Dental Speaker Institute is very excited to bring to you Rita Zamora. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on ADOM Radio. Excited to be with you and really excited for our guest today. So 
As you may have seen on the title of the podcast, today we are going to talk about that very, very fun word that everybody is always thinking about. More and more of you are involved on a daily basis, hopefully. Uh, Social media tips to save the office manager time and boost results. So very excited. And with us today is Rita Zamora, who is the founder and CEO, Rita. I mean, you wear a lot of hats, I'm sure, of Rita Zamora Connections, right? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on ADOM Radio. And before we get started, uh, just a little little bit of some of the learning objectives that we're going to go over with Rita today. She's super knowledgeable on this topic, doing some great things, and it's going to be really informative. So we're going to talk a little bit about identifying where your practice should be, um, focusing a lot of your social media resources, uh, list three things that office managers can do to save social media marketing time, and then also describe several techniques that will instantly add more value to your social media efforts. We want to make sure we kind of cover that. Uh, before we get started, Rita, we'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself and, and, and kind of what brought you to where you are today. Oh, of course. Yes. I, I consider myself a dental person. A lot of people think I'm a marketing professional that woke up one day and said, I think I'm going to target dentists. <laughs> and so um, I, you know, has spent many, many years, gosh, between somewhere around the range of 15 to 20 years working in a um, specialty practice and working with many other types of um, general dentistry practices as well. But I worked in several different positions in the practice, everything from a front desk um, administrative team member to um, spend about 10 years doing case presentation for big perio and implant cases. And then later in my career, moved into marketing because I loved the relationships with patients and with um, you know other dental professionals, and one thing led to another. And as I started a blog about dental marketing, I got invited to speaking engagements and for different interviews, and that's how I ended up here. I love it. So social media, right? I mean, it's a big word. Uh, there is so much going around about it now, and as you know more than anybody, Rita, uh, it's one of those things that. You can't just dip your toe in the water, right? Uh, if, if you're going to get in and learn about it, certainly there's so much to learn. But I think that's what's so valuable about somebody like yourself and your company because I know I've learned it over time. You need somebody because if, if you're going to do it right. And, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of practices we hear from time to time that are still kind of a little leery. You know, what should I do? How do I do it? And what have you. And from your experience, what do you think is holding back some of those practices from using social media to market their practice? Oh my gosh, there's um, a couple of different scenarios that we see often. And one is that, you know, the doctor and or the team may, you know, understand that social media is important and may have an interest in doing it personally, but professionally, they're just too busy in the office. They just don't really um, have the time and aren't really sure, you know, sometimes you can get in this paralysis analysis paralysis where you're not really sure how you can move forward. You know, should you hire someone outside of the practice to help or, you know, make time on someone's um, an internal team members job position so that they can actually have time to handle the responsibility. So sometimes it's just a matter of not really sure 
how to take the next steps. Um, other times, you know, the practice may not have some team members that are very active on social media personally, and they may not understand the potential that's there. Um, if you're not spending time on Facebook or Instagram, you may not have any idea how many people are actually engaging on a daily basis, multiple times per day, and um, may not have any idea that patients are already asking questions through Facebook, you know, messenger or commenting about becoming a new patient on Instagram. So sometimes you're just unaware of the potential that's available there. And, um, you know, those are two of the most common reasons that we see. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think it's interesting because uh, when you, when you work with uh, dental practices and certainly everybody all day is most of the time busy, hopefully with patients and things like that. So do you find uh, a certain amount of frequency that needs to be involved? I know a lot of people, they wonder that a lot of times, you know, do, am I doing it too much? Am I not doing it enough? You know, how do we make sure we're engaging with our patients and the people that we want to know about us? I mean, certainly that's one element of it. Uh, then there's the whole marketing the practice so that people know about who you are. But what do you see when when you work with practices and they ask you specifically a question like that? Like, how how involved should we be? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, every practice is different. So you have to look at, you know, what their resources are individually. But, um, you know, for a while there, there was a theory for Facebook that um, the more that you posted, the better your results were going to be. And um, there might have been at one time an algorithm setting with Facebook where the more that you post um, and the more interaction that you're getting and likes and engagement, you know, the better Facebook would reward you with um, visibility and, and that sort of thing. But what we've seen over the last, you know, six months to a year in particular is that the Facebook visibility in particular has declined. So less and less of the people that are following you on Facebook are actually going to see your content unless you have some really awesome content. And so what that means is it's become more important than ever to share quality content um, and the good news is, and the whole theme of our podcast is how can we save the office managers time because their time is precious. And a lot of the office managers that are listening are, you know, listening with their CFO hat on, you know, how can we be right. more effective and be more efficient at the same time? So the good news is that today it's really all about quality um, and Quality can get you far better results than the quantity of the past. So one of my number one tips to save you time with social media is to post less. And so um, there's, there's a caveat to that, too. That means that you have to boost on occasion. You have to pay Facebook a little bit of money. But you can get away with posting less if you um, leverage the boost option that's available, those paid options still save yourself a ton of time and money and get incredibly better results, much better visibility, better engagement, likes, and overall results, attracting new patients to your practice. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things I was going to ask is the 
gray area of results, right? What, what does it mean to have a good social media strategy? How, you know, how does one know that what they're doing is working? And do you find that one of the most important measures is new patients and or existing patients wanting to stay connected and or come back, get treatment done that maybe they wouldn't have done before if you weren't reaching out? When you talk about results, share a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So of course, I mean, the main reason that practices are on social media is to attract new patients. And um, I think many practices also understand the value of growing relationships with existing patients. Um, Even existing patients need to have uh, that feeling of a relationship, a solid relationship with the practice in order to accept big treatment plans, to remain loyal. And, you know, some of the changes that we've seen recently really prove that new patients are looking for a tremendous amount of information before they'll actually become a new patient, before they'll actually inquire about becoming a new patient. So social media, while it does um, really deliver new patients at the end of the day, it can, you also have to consider all of those other valuable benefits, which are expanded visibility for your practice, Um, that social proof that people really need to see in order to feel comfortable inquiring to become a patient, that benefit of, you know, existing relationships being grown through the content that you're sharing on social media. So there's a number of different um, benefits to social media. And of course, at the end of the day, any of us that spend any time on social media for business are doing it for the purpose of benefiting our business in some way. And for dental practices or specialists, it's to help get more patients and or more production. Right. So, um, yes. Yeah. You know, it's as the years go on, Rita, and, and I think about marketing and advertising, I read something the other day that we are uh, advertised to, I don't know if that's the right statement, but I, I think, you know, we, I, we are exposed. There's a better way that we are exposed to advertising anywhere between 4,000 to 7,000 times a day. And I saw that and I was like, holy cow. But it's interesting because I think a lot of times what gets lost, and I'm curious on your perspective of this is there still is something to be said for seeing a brand or seeing who like a practice is or who they are, what they represent or what they do fairly frequently, because there is an element that, and I know I, I see that when, when it's like when you buy a car, right. And you never noticed, like if you go buy a Volvo and you, you never really noticed them, then all of a sudden you see them for the next two weeks, they were always there. <laughs> right. But it's just that, that brand power is so, is so powerful. And like you said, and social media gives people the ability to do that, not as expensive as it used to be. Although you said there is an element of that, uh, it, it is. It's just. It's. It's pretty fascinating, but but super important. Yeah, for sure. And there's, um, you know, there is research to back that up as well. And as in the dental profession, we, you know, have been trained to, you know, base decisions on healthcare and dental care on research. And you know, uh, there's uh, an ongoing study. Think with Google. Um, if you Google Think with Google or visit ThinkWithGoogle.com, there's a study by Google. Um, they commissioned a third party to do research on how people are searching for products and services today. And the research shows people 
don't just visit a website and say, you know, I'm going to call this practice and become a patient. They want to go and do additional research. They want to read reviews and see what other people think about you. And they want to watch video if you have video available or see photos. And they might post on their neighborhood Facebook group if anybody has heard about your practice or, you know, check with their Facebook friends um, who they would recommend. And we've got even research specific to healthcare now and dentistry. A lot of people are familiar with care credit and care credit like Google, um, they worked with a third party and they have released a study called the path to purchase and the path to purchase is available for any care credit clients or people that are interested in reading more about the research, but it talks about the five steps that it takes to attract a new patient today and have the patient become a patient, accept treatment from you, and pay for treatment, which is a big deal because in marketing, it's one thing to attract a new patient, but something altogether different to have them actually accept your treatment and pay for it. And three of those five steps um, involve some form of research, tremendous research, just to become a patient, looking at their different provider options. And then the patients are doing a ton of research about the different um, treatment options that are being presented to them. You know, what kind of treatment recommendations um, have I been given and what does that mean? And, you know, who else should I be looking at in comparison to these treatment recommendations and um, treatment options and financial options? So um, there's a lot of different studies that really support the fact that if you don't have a lot of information out there on social media and these different online touch points, digital touch points, that you're really going to have a difficult time not only attracting new patients, but giving them the information they need to be comfortable inquiring, much less becoming a patient and accepting treatment. Mm -hmm. So you're not only a thought leader in this, but you're in the trenches with a lot of these practices. And what I'm curious about hearing you talk about all this is how are dental practices that you work with, that you talk to, how, how are they approaching this new way to be out there? And, and I guess the reason why I asked is because, as you know, Rita, for so many years, a dental practice was a very unique type of business. It, it, you could operate in somewhat of a very reactive mode, right? I mean, mm-hmm. people know that they need to get their teeth cleaned or if they have to have a tooth repaired, it's you, you, you would search your dentist. It was, there was like this proactive to search. Now it's very competitive. And like you said, there's so much more that goes behind them having to get good reviews and things like that. I'm curious from the work that you do with dental practices, what is the, what's the psyche? Like, how are a lot of these practices um, approaching that, knowing that this is an important part of the game, I'll call it, and, and need to be involved in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some great points um, that you made. And I think, you know, to expand on that from a marketing um, standpoint, we call that um, inbound marketing versus outbound marketing. And an old school method of marketing was outbound marketing. It was using, um, you know, postcard campaigns or, you know, ads, you know, on in a local neighborhood newspaper or, um, you know, any kind of a really salesy television commercial or, you know, just um, lots of different marketing tactics that were very sales heavy 
And today, the type of marketing that we're moving into this era is of inbound marketing. And that means putting your practice information out there like breadcrumbs on online and allowing people to discover your breadcrumbs and move forward to learn more about you and your practice to determine if you're the right fit for them. And, you know, it, I don't want to put anyone in a box and say millennials do this and baby boomers do this because really right. anyone of any age that's into digital knows they can research anything, anytime, right. anywhere. And um, what our clients really believe in and what they understand is that you do need to have these breadcrumbs out there online. They're really focusing on inbound forms of marketing, meaning we're putting this information out there. And yes, we can post occasionally a salesy post on Um, or an ad on Facebook or Instagram, but we want to make sure we're out there and available so that people have enough information to vet us and see if we're going to be the right fit to attract our ideal patient. And they also understand that we're moving into more of a discovery economy versus a search economy. And that Mm -hmm. means that people are still doing a website, you know, a Google search for a dentist in my city. But what we're seeing with the use of Instagram in particular is that people are discovering new products and services in unexpected ways. So they may not have expected to discover an awesome dentist or um, an awesome specialist on Instagram, but it happened to show up on their feed or on a hashtag that they clicked on. And they may say, you know, wow, this practice looks awesome. My dentist isn't even active on social media or I, you know, I didn't know my dentist offered dental implants or smile makeovers. And I hear this a lot from dentists are like, our patients didn't know we offered this service. How can that happen? (laughs) You know? So, um, that's the mentality of the client that we're working with. They, they also sometimes just want to generate some goodwill in the community, um, or have some fun and let patients know that they're there. Just have that visibility. Yeah. And as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about all of those things, and as office managers who will listen to this podcast will think about that, as many of them are, uh, it, the more they think about it, the more they understand the importance of what you share. You shared that example about Instagram. And as you know, that's only one of the channels and every single one of them are different and every, and there's different uh, demographics on everyone and how you post. And, and that is why I think somebody like yourself uh, is so valuable. And, and I know just in knowing you a little bit and, and the great reputation that you build in the industry you really have taken a lot of time to be good at your craft. And I think when a practice uh, is looking to work with somebody, they're obviously, just like you said, their patient is looking for a unique practice and and someone that they feel comfortable with. Um, When you look at what you do, Rita, with your company and you work with your clients, talk a little bit about what's unique about your services. uh, And then, you know, who who is a good candidate uh, to become a client? Yeah, well, um, I think I can use this as an example to, again, support our our theme about saving time and getting better results. So the way that our service would compare to another social media service might be that one social media service could say, we're going to post 20 times for you this month on Facebook but it's all generic content, meaning it's the same content that's going to be shared for 
500 other dental practices that are out right. there. Right. And um, the way we would differ is we would post less. Sometimes we post, you know, one to two times per week, but it's quality content. So it may be, it's going to be highly customized, meaning we're going to include pictures of the practice. And I'll, I'll talk in a few minutes about how you can save time with pictures of the team um, that can be used in social media as well. But we craft messages around things that are very specific to the practice. We take the time, if we have a practice that's located in Florida versus in Arizona versus in the Pacific Northwest, to make sure that we're using images that represent that landscape. So we're not using a beach scene for a practice that's located in Denver, Colorado, (laughs) for example. And um, by that, by doing that, it makes it seem like the content is truly coming from the practice. That's what a lot of our doctors usually say. They're like, we want our patients to think that we're creating the content and that it's very authentic to us. So um, we would post less, but it's highly customized and it's high quality. And then we generally will boost um, one to three different posts, creating Facebook ads ads or paying Facebook essentially to be able to make sure that the content is seen by the people that already like their Facebook page or that are following them on Instagram. And then we can even expand that visibility to friends of people that are connected to the social media platforms so that we're starting to expand the circle of um, potential patients for that practice. Mm -hmm. The network effect is an amazing thing. It's just, it's, it's like you said, it's one of those things where it's always been around, right? Like if you, I I think back of growing up um, in the eighties, I know you're a big eighties fan. I had to throw that in there, but I remember growing up in the eighties and uh, you see a good movie and you tell your friends and they tell their friends. And so it's always existed, right? It's just that social media is is kind of like the, you know, telling your friends about a good movie on steroids, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, there, there's an element of, uh, you know, them being able to um, localize it and, and and have people feel like I know, like if I'll cruise through Instagram or what have you and, and I'm seeing and I'm excited because I'm seeing more and more dental practices do it. And it's really neat. Uh, like you said, they'll maybe do some fun things about their team or a little bit about their practice or what have you. And it's uh, it's an, it's actually enjoyable. And I think to your point, hopefully, if more and more people take more time to think about what they're putting out there. It makes the experience even more enjoyable and it doesn't feel, you know, noisy, like you said, where it's just, it's kind of a blur, which yes. I, it, it, it can happen. So. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. I think there's some practices out there that are totally rocking it um, with their photos and video and, you know, for them, it's really become second nature. Social media is not really a chore. It's not work. It's just a part of every day, you know, and that's great for some other practices, you know, that aren't necessarily finding the time or aren't really sure how to begin working it into their schedule. One of the time-saving tips that I would offer to office managers is to think about taking a variety of different candid photos, um, 
at one time. A lot of people don't realize that some of the Instagram superstars that have these amazing accounts where we wonder, like, do these people even work? You know, (laughs) basically they're either out on the mountains or having a beach scene or like have this amazing lifestyle. And many of them will just schedule chunks of time and take a variety of different photos. And then they spread out the sharing of those photos over time. So um, if you don't have that down pat in your practice, a way that you can save time is schedule a session with either a team member that has a great, um, you know, phone a device that has a camera, um, or you can schedule a session with a photographer and have them come into your practice and take a variety of different photos of the team members next to the Sarek machine, someone smiling at the front desk next to a bouquet of flowers, take a, you know, picture of someone who has a birthday coming up, you know, in the next couple weeks, or, um, you want to feature different team members, have them share some different pictures from outside of the practice. So, if you don't have that social mentality in your practice yet where you're able to just take pictures throughout the day, you can save yourself a lot of time by just scheduling a photo session and having a variety of photos that you can then repurpose in your social media content um, as needed. That is a very valuable tip. I hope everybody was taking notes. (laughs) Right. Because a lot of times you'll see the pictures of the mouth, right. Or teeth. Uh, yes. or that or what have you, but uh, certainly bringing out the personality for the people in their practice. And like you said, I think when you embrace this and you bring on somebody, you know, like yourself that has the experience and can offer these tips and really kind of help people stay on track, it's a lot of fun. I think, I mean, if you really think about it more so than ever, are we living in a time where uh, if you utilize technology for what it was there to, you know, to be utilized for, it just, it really is, it, it's a lot of fun and, uh, and super engaging and, and very rewarding as well, because as, as you know, and, and people know, whether this is the good side of it or the not so good is that people can respond pretty quickly. So you get a pretty quick response if what you did works or it doesn't work, which I think is a whole nother probably topic. So. Yeah, that is awesome. And it, it is it is an incre- incredible time. I think, you know, there are different viewpoints, of course, on all of this. I think there are some yeah. dentists and office managers out there that are cringing and like, I wish we didn't have this. It's, you know, it takes time and money and it's pain. Um, but you can also look at it on the other from the other perspective, like you said, and it really can help you to attract your ideal patients when people are connecting with you and your content, your photos, what you have to say, different organizations that you're supporting through your content. Um, when that resonates with them, it can really be a powerful tool. Yeah. So I want to ask a question, um, about landmines, uh, because I'm sure you've seen it and you've experienced it. And, you know, recently, uh, I'll just use an example. And, you know, in the sports world, certainly there are so many people that use social media, whether it be Twitter or what have you. And as you know, uh, if, if not done the right way or not understanding the power or the impact or the negative impact it can have, uh, it, it really could throw things off uh, with exposed as, as people could be. So share maybe one or two landmines for a lot of our listeners and the office managers out there of just, just be careful or, and, or try not to do this so that you don't get yourself down a hole. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, gosh, I, I've learned to never say never because um, when Facebook pages were first rolling out around 2007, 2008, I used to talk about, um, you know, the right way to do social media and, and that sort of thing. And I remember I, I would tell people never post anything gory, you know, people don't want to see a bloody implant abutment and things like that. But, um, we have, you know, come to the age of YouTubers, people that have grown up with YouTube in their hands. Um, and a a bit of a desensitization has occurred and we can thank the plastic surgeons for that. We've got like Dr. Pimple Popper and Dr. Miami and (laughs) all of these other, um, healthcare providers that are posting live surgeries. So, you know, I think that we are in a day and age where, you know, you can, you can do a lot of different things the right way. What I think I would really, you know, warn people about or say, be careful about is just making sure that whatever you post is in line with your brand. So if you have a brand, um, you know, that's always posting live surgeries and you've kind of got that reality TV going for your practice and it's working for you, then that's great. But for another practice, if you're always posting, you know, things that are making patients smile, they're warm and fuzzy and, you know, you've got all of these, you know, different kinds of images that are very mild and then you post that bloody implant post, it's going to freak people out. (laughs) So it's not going to be in line with what you've been sharing typically. So I think it's really um, the most important thing is to make sure whatever it is that you're sharing there's a lot of room for right, um, but where the wrong is, is if it's wrong for your brand. And a big faux pas would be, you know, something that makes me cringe is if I look at a brand that's got this amazing website and everything is meticulous and it looks, you know, very high end and they've been really careful about their website. But then we go to their social media and they've got blurry pictures or pictures that were obviously taken off of Google that have like copyright, you know, um, issues or watermarks on them because they're not, you know, good graphics. Um, then that, that's really, um, a big faux pas and that, that would be, a landmine from the standpoint of it doesn't really, it's not in alignment with your brand. And so that's, you know, that's damaging. So the good news is there's a lot of different ways to do social media, right. um, As long as it fits within your brand and your goals. Yeah. It was a big sandbox and and I'm glad you share that. I I really, it is. There's there, uh, it's kind of the fun thing about it is the rules are being made every day. Right. And the way things are, people are going about it. And I think to your point, it's very valid. It's uh <clears throat> stay in alignment with who you are and and I think more importantly recognize that people are watching and 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 that in itself I, I think it's interesting uh if I, I just talking about the evolution of this like I, I think many of us remember that there was a time when we'll use LinkedIn as an example versus Facebook where Facebook was where people would have a lot of their fun family pictures which is still there and LinkedIn was extru- ex, you know ex- exclusively professional well now it's amazing to me because as I have had the opportunity to connect with so many people in the dental industry and you look at their profile picture, it's many of them are using the same profile picture on Facebook as they do as LinkedIn. And so there's been this like self, I guess, policing where people recognize that more and more people, you know, may want to learn about them on Facebook. And so people recognize that and they become a little bit smarter and it's like, it's like self-regulate regulated, which is very 
crazy to me. It's very interesting how that happens, but I like it because then it's really neat to be able to learn about people and their families and see their kids. And it, it, it just seems to me like it gives you a bigger connection. So you're right. It's always, always evolving, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's very cool. And I think, you know, more and more people are realizing that they, you know, the more that you can put yourself out there in a way that's comfortable for you, the more that it's going to you right. know, work in your favor. And Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, a big congratulations out to you. You just released a new book, which is a massive accomplishment. So congratulations on that. And um, it is called, for everybody out there that does not know, it is called Get Found, Get Liked, Get Patience, Making the Most of Social Media. So as we talk to a lot of office managers out there, and certainly we've had a good conversation here about some specifics and some more generalities, but uh, what can people expect to learn about reading your new book? Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you very much. It was uh, something I I was really excited about that we finally reached a point that there's enough evergreen content around social media that it was um, able to, you know, that I was actually able to warrant a book to be produced. So, (laughs) um, you know, you're not going to find the latest Instagram trick to put a sticker, you know, a gift sticker (laughs) on your Instagram story, because that might change in two weeks. But the book is really focused more on, um, you know, what we see that's working with dental practices from a strategic standpoint. And of course, there's going to be tips. Um, It comes also with a special access to PDF downloads that um, do contain more timely tips and guidance. And it's really my perspective on how you can make the most of social media. I think um, one of the biggest takeaways in there that I wanted to share with the ADOM listeners is to stop leaving money on the social media table. And um, that means that there's a lot of practices that really took that message of keep the social and social media to heart, which is great. Um, However, it's time to also make sure that you're putting dentistry or your specialty topics on your social media. That's one of the Mm -hmm. biggest um, things that I'm seeing practices missing out on is that opportunity to grow more of the dentistry that you want to be doing more of and to become known in your area for dental implants or cosmetic dentistry makeovers or sleep dentistry or whatever it might be. But, you know, scroll through your social media. And if you're not seeing the type of procedures that your dentist wants to be doing more of, or your specialist wants to be doing more of, then um, that's one of the ways that you're possibly leaving money on the social media table. And so you'll get different tips and information like that in the book. And, um, you know, more tips on Saving time, being more efficient and being more effective is one of my major goals. It always has been. And you'll get more um, information like that from the book. I love it. Super relevant, super practical. And certainly I'm sure there's some things in there that people can use on Monday morning, which is always a great sign of a great book. So super. Well, and I know that, um, you know, you work with a lot of dental practices and specialists and, um, you know, you offer highly customized solutions. You work with people on a monthly basis and you do a lot of virtual training. So, you know, you really do a lot of, a lot of things and, and a lot of helpful things and, and talk a little bit about how people can find you best way to get in touch with you, things like that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, the best way to find me is on my website. It's ritazamora.com. And of course, I have a presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. <laughs> so pretty much so. <laughs> every social media. That'd be platform. funny. I can't find Rita on social media. Yeah, Where is she? I know. And I'm reason? really lucky that I have a unique name. So it's not, you know, Jane Smith or something where there's like right. a gazillion Jane Smiths out there. So people, if they know how to spell my name, they can find me on just about any social media platform. Um, so that's, that's a great place to find me. I do offer for people. If you just want to have a brief conversation, it's free. We can, you can schedule. Um, I offer a link to schedule online with me, a conversation, um, you know, so we'll make it easy for you, but I love to hear from anyone if they have questions or comments. Awesome. Yeah. Well, before we go here, uh, you know more than anybody, Rita, because you work with these dental practices and you work with office managers. And I have always said that <clears throat> every position in a dental practice is challenging. Everybody has their own challenges, what have you. There's no question that in many regards, an office manager is like, they're like, you know, air traffic control and they're making everything work. And in and, and some of these practices, if you're in a million dollar or $2 million practice, I mean, they're essentially the GM of a $2 million business. And so lots of responsibility. And now you, you layer on this whole social media aspect and the importance of being out there and marketing the practice, not an easy job. So before we leave, if you could maybe share just one last tip, just one thing specifically for office managers uh, in regards to this world of social media that they can take away and, and utilize? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, really thinking about who your ideal patient is, um, you know, you probably can talk to some of your team members and they're going to say, here's our most awesome patient, you know, and you, you can begin to think about where they're spending their online time. Are they more likely to be on Facebook? Are they more likely to be on Instagram? Those are the two biggest platforms. And I think just really identifying, you know, where your practice should be focusing its social media resources and knowing that, you know, for some practices, for them, it's all about Instagram. And for others, it's still really you know, a focus on Facebook. So I think really thinking about where your focus should be and, um, you know, linking those two accounts together to save yourself time, effort and energy, if that's um, something that's necessary for you. But I think that's really important to think about, you know, where you're spending your resources. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Well, uh, Adam Radio, certainly, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. You're doing some great things out there and certainly was excited to see your book come out and want more people to, to learn more about what you're doing. Uh, we want to thank the Dental Speaker Institute for sponsoring today's episode and, and bringing you on to, to share very, very valuable information. And it's going to be so interesting to see where this whole thing goes even six months from now, right? It's going to be crazy. I'm sure it's going to be all kinds of new stuff out there when it comes to social media. So, Thank you so much for your time, Rita. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. All right. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode here on ADOM Radio. Hope you enjoyed our guest today. So a couple quick housekeeping things. For those of you that are new to podcasting or you are new to ADOM Radio, if you have an iPhone, would love to have you visit iTunes and download ADOM Radio Podcast. If you have an Android device, be sure to go out to Google Play and do the same. 
Great thing about subscribing to a podcast is each episode that we upload will automatically come to your listening device of choice. That way you can go ahead and plug in and and listen, go about your day with all of the great content and speakers that we will have here on ADOM Radio. Also, with each individual episode, you have the ability to leave some feedback. Would love to hear that from you. And certainly, uh, if we have earned it, would love for you to go out there and give us five stars. The way that it works in the podcasting world, the more reviews, the higher ratings, the more that iTunes and Google Play will push these podcasts to the top of the list when people are looking for information in regards to dentistry, office managers, all that good stuff. So we'd love to have you go out, give us five stars, and any reviews, feedback, any particular guests or topic that you think would be beneficial, please let us know. We look at every single one and love to hear your thoughts. And finally, If you want to learn more about ADOM, please be sure to go to dentalmanagers.com. You can find all of the great resources there. If you're a member, ADOM is adding new things all the time, and so there's all kinds of great information there. And if you're not, please learn more about it. Talk to your office, your doctor, any of your team members, and let them know about ADOM as it is continuing to grow and continuing to add some great resources and empower dental managers all over the country. Also, wanted to let you know about the ADOM conference. If you go to adomconference.com, it is in July in San Antonio. It is filling up quick. Uh, It's going to be another amazing annual event that ADOM has put on with great vendors, great speakers, a lot of great community, and a lot of great information for you, the dental manager. So be sure to check out adomconference.com and learn more about it. With that, have a wonderful week.